people, the time is now. The NFC Championship is underway. It's your boy Breezy. I got the one and only John Chapman up to this side. I got to get that right. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to talk about the game plan on how to destroy the Detroit Lions right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. John and Wayne, part two. Stick around. So bright that we shine Whiskey on the rocks and a 24 karat gold on a watch. My 71 Chevy B tipping non stop. Sounding like Trent Williams on the floor. So you know we can't stop. We be banging through your speakers. You can tune into my show and I'm a teacher. Wayne Breezy, the phone I preacher. We so bright that we shine. That was awesome. What is up? I, I, I don't know if, uh, if you're watching this episode. I didn't know I was on the intro. So I had like my Jared Goff dumb face on, like reading notes and stuff. And like, I totally like, I'm going to have to go back and get like a snapshot. That was awesome. That was awesome. And Wade told me like, it was my fault. It's just a lot of times Wade just comes out, you know, freaking do it is, you know, he's, it's, it's, I love it. But I thought I was like backstage. Like my camera was down. Definitely not down. That that's, was awesome. that's, that's too funny. I, I feel like you're classically <laughs> conditioned for me to do the intro solo, even though the last time we did the show, we did, we, we did, did a duo, like you know. No, I I'm in the wrong here, but I I just no. I know I was just sitting here just like uh like <laughs> that was awesome. It's too funny, too funny. John, it's good to have you here. It's Friday. Uh, I get to kind of kick back, relax, and just listen to your game plan um, uh, on how the 49ers can get to another victory. Uh, we'll talk about some key matchups. Uh, and, and things like that in this particular game, what to look out for offensively, defensively. You know how John Chapman does, but John, like, how you feeling, man? Like, you know, just overall with all the stuff that's going on with the national media and those talking heads and, you know, every time I turn on, you know, uh, you know, the national TV, it's can Brock do this, can Brock do that? Like, what, what, can I ask you a question, John? What happened to the 49ers? Like, all season long, it was the Niners have this explosive offense, and they got weapons galore. And Brock Purdy in an, in the NFC Divisional round has a, a, a I wouldn't say terrible game, but an off game, but a, a great uh, immaculate comeback win, and the defense seals the victory. Like so, so tell me, what am I missing here, or what are they missing? I think a lot of it has to do with – here's a phrase I've used a lot in my my life. What you win them with, you win them too. And who have the 49ers been all year? They've blown everybody out. They've blown everybody out. There was no competition. And so the national media bought into that, and, oh, the 49ers are the best. They were number one in power rankings for a month straight, blah, 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 blah. But then they come out, and you had the bad game against the Ravens on primetime TV. You lose a game that doesn't even matter against the Rams, and then you come have a come-from-behind victory in the playoffs, which usually is a great thing, but that's not what the national media bought into narrative-wise. They bought into 49ers are the best team. They blow everybody out. Well, it didn't fit this preconceived idea because they don't watch the film and they don't understand football sometimes comes down to the wire, even for good teams, and so they just throw it out. They discard everything. I, for one, absolutely love it. Bring on all the haters. And so what if you've been to four out of five NFC championships in a row? 49ers are a terrible team. We were supposed to lose to the Packers. 
Now we're supposed to lose to, you know, the Lions. Now, the only team or the only group that continues to give the 49ers the respect that they deserve is Vegas in the betting. 49ers still seven-point favorite heading into this game. I crushed that, by the way, and I posted it, keeping my receipts. Uh, I bet pretty big on that this morning. Um, and so I feel great, man. I, I love all the chirpiness from people that don't watch game tape. Love it. 49ers are right where they want to be, and this is about as good a matchup as you could possibly have heading into the NFC Championship if you're the 49ers. If if I was to be asked the same exact question, which is kind of hard to ask myself the question. John, can you ask me the question? Wayne, dude, I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. How do you feel with the national media not being respectful and kind of, you know, being disrespectful to the 49ers of Brock Purdy? How do you feel? I'm curious. Yeah, like I, I don't know if they're being more disrespectful to the to the team as a whole, which I feel like that's how the team should be taking it. But they're definitely being super disrespectful to Brock Purdy. But my confidence level was already on high. It's officially through the roof. I like I know last week I came out with my take and I said the game wouldn't be close, but you know what I didn't realize? I didn't realize it was going to rain and I didn't realize Debo Samuel was going to get injured. But you know what I do know? I know it's not going to rain. God willing. And I know Debo Samuel is going to be playing, God willing. And so with that, I think that this team is going to be back intact, back into a rhythm. They done shook off the rust. You done, you're playing a team that just shook off the rust in a national te- televised game in, in, the, in the playoffs. Now they're going into game two. This is their game two. The Lions didn't look good in their game two. The Lions looked good in game one, struggled in game two, got the win I don't see the Lions doing anything other than what they've been doing all season, and they're going to have to play, a.k.a. one of my favorite villains that didn't do much in the X-Men, the Juggernauts, and the San Francisco 49ers. So when I tell you I'm overconfident, I'm overconfident. I'm not sleeping on the Lions, but the Lions going to be sleeping on these Niners. I can tell you right now, we're going to put them to sleep. Night-night, I can tell you that right now. That's what's going to happen. Hit him with the Steph Curry. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? So I'm super excited. Shout out to the Breezy Bunch crew out there. I'm trying to post your comments on here as well. Ed says, John, do you believe that Ambry Thomas won't make the same mistakes? He says, I do. Ambry, man, there was some good tape Ambry put on the game. Yeah, it, the, the, the the adage of so age-old adage. Tape. I'm so uh, glad you watched tape. The, so the tape's never as good or as bad as you think it is. And, yeah, those plays were bad, but he was in position. He just didn't trust his technique. And he had some really good plays where he came up and made some great tackles. Now he had some bad plays, too. He uh, missed some tackles, missed, too. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> – he had a terrible game. Let's be very honest. But to sit there and say, like, look, the 49ers played how many snaps defensively? 67. You know, he was out there for 48. He probably had 20 good snaps, 28 bad ones. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not okay. But – it's not like he we have there's way more good tape on Ambry Thomas this year than there is bad tape. And so recency bias, which we're getting pissed off at the national media for doing, you can't also do the same thing for the 49ers players. And that's what's happening to Ambry Thomas. I think Logan Ryan's different because he doesn't have any good tape. So that's different. Ambry Thomas has a lot of good tape this year. So that's not going to change. I I believe in Ambry. Do I think he's going to be the playmaker and, you know, step up and be shut down or whatever else? No, but that's not what we need him to be. We need him to to do his damn job and fit outside and actually try to bring his arms when he tackles. He does those things. We're going to be all right, not tackle or hug um, whenever he's in close, in phase as an outside corner. But we'll be all right. We'll be all right. I'm not worried about Ambry. If he just trusts his technique, 
which I think is the next level of his game, okay? Because last year, the level of his game wasn't even being in position. And if you remember, not just not, not just last year, like his rookie year, he didn't play much last year, but we saw him even struggle earlier on in this season. He had, he had troubles getting his head turned around. I feel like the head is something that turned around is something that he's been working on. And the crazy thing is he's there stride for stride. He's not necessarily getting beat. Now, I don't know how many defenders can defend to come back and stay locked because it's almost impossible to know when that receiver is going to cut, plant the foot, and dart back. So it's almost an automatic catch if it's a good throw. I think the best thing you could do— It was a terrible throw. It was behind him. It was short. I mean, it would not have been caught. It it wasn't going to be caught if Ambry wasn't even on the field. But Mm. that triggers the contact because he's got to put the brakes on. Ambry Mm. can't judge that. It's it's DB's the hardest position to play in the NFL. Because you're guessing. You're guessing the whole time. Yeah. Like, literally, you're guessing the whole time. We got some Super Chat contributions we wanted to get to from my brother, Nick. All right, Nick says, what's up, my brothers and 49ers faithful family? Are we ready for the championship week or what? Let's tame these Lions and send them and the pundits home. I don't even want to send them home. I just want to send them elsewhere, saying elsewhere to be exact. I, I, like, I just, you remember that TV show? I just want them gone, out of the equation, and I think they won't be anything next year either. Once you beat them this year, you take them out of the equation. John, what are your thoughts? Man, I I love this because what I was worried about with the NFC was, gosh, none of these teams are a good matchup. Like, the NFC is dog trash outside the 49ers. And so how do you get the 49ers to make sure they're up and all that stuff? And you talk about the Packers game. Credit to the Packers. They played really, really well for three quarters. And, you know, they the rain, all that stuff, we didn't help. A, a lot of players had their worst ones. Look at that CMC right there. You stick with it. And so the, the, they've helped create the issue of a sense of urgency for the 49ers. And Fred Warner said, like, look, our mentality is if our offense scores three points, we're winning this game. That's all it takes. Love it. And now the Lions offense is really good. We'll talk about that. They're going to score. You're going to have to score more than three points. But, like, the mindset of the 49ers is you heard them all week. Coaching staff, D.C., you know, players, doesn't matter. They're right where they need to be. And so I am pumped. Health-wise, even with the Debo thing, which I'm sure we'll talk about, we don't have an injured player. There's not an injured player. Let's talk about it. I mean, let's talk about it. Like, look at the injury report. Even though players are dinged up, there's not an injured player. And here was the practice report from yesterday. Debo Samuel limited. That means every other person, all of the 52 men, other men on this roster, John, were cleared full practice, nothing holding them back, no chains. And I've watched the Debo tape. And I thought Debo looked rather good. If I was there, I would have been like, <laughs> I'd have been smiling. I, I'd have been like, uh-oh, y'all messed up. Now, this lets me know that the injury that Debo sustained in the Green Bay game, it was serious. But remember they said that he went into the locker room and started receiving treatment, which meant he could have came back and played in this game. But that he did come me, back. He came he, back and played like five more snaps. Five more snaps. Right. He couldn't move his arm, man. He yeah. could not move his arm. 
And if you saw any of the tape from practice yesterday, he's dancing, he's catching the ball, throwing the ball. You know, Arm movement. That's the only thing I was looking for. Like, yeah. like, I just wanted to see if he was throwing them bows. You know what I'm saying? So this is great news for the 49ers. Uh, they're going to get one of their, they're going to get their weapon X. Uh, and I believe he's a full go. I know he's listed questionable, John. Thoughts on Debo Samuel? It's huge. And, you know, I look, I, I posted my big bet today. I put it on social media, 49ers by six and a half points uh, to cover the spread, which is six and a half, seven, seven and a half different spots. But I waited to see if Debo was going to play. Now, I was always confident <laughs> Debo would be a decoy at worst. I don't believe that anymore. Debo's going to play. Debo's going to be now. Can he take repeated hits on the shoulder? All that different stuff. That's the only thing that's up. But I don't care. He's going to be out there. I think that's gigantic. So Debo being out there, that's just the biggest momentum shift. Shift. Confidence booster for this whole damn team. I know a lot of people feel like, you know, the Niners, they have so many options, so many weapons. Is it safe to say that, like, it's almost hard for the Niners to, like, activate those weapons with any one of those pieces missing? Like, I'm, I, remember I would say, oh, we need Debo to make the offense click. Oh, we need CMC to make the offense. Oh, we need George Kittle. We need Brandon Ayuk. You get where I'm going with this? I think we need them all because if you take out Debo, you take away stretching out the field this way, horizontally, yeah. right? If you take out Brandon Ayuk, well, you just took out your best weapon as a wide receiver, the guy that can route just about anybody up, the guy that's drawing the double teams. If you take out George Kittle, well, now you have your mismatch nightmare missing. You have your best run-blocking guy out there on the football field, maybe next to Juwan Jennings. And so you're, you're missing that element. And then if you take out Christian McCaffrey... I'm good with Elijah Mitchell, but how many plays will he last? And he's not as explosive as di or dynamic. He will get you some explosive runs, but I'm talking dynamic. I'm talking the best run that I've seen, I feel like, all season was the touchdown this game, Christian McCaffrey, that 18 dive, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it, and it was the execution of it. It was the simple fact that all the linemen and the tight ends blocked to the right. That forced Christian McCaffrey to have to beat one guy, and your wide receiver made the top at the, made the block at the top of the field. When I saw that cut on Darnell Savage, I said, oh, gosh, that was a cut. That's the Madden cut. That's what you want your running backs, one-on-one, -on -one, bam. That probably <laughs> had to be the best run that I've seen executed properly to a T. And guess who wasn't even on the field? George Kittle. Go figure. It's weird how it works. And, you know, Charlie Warner, I, I know Jennings gets a lot of the credit, and rightfully so, that dude had a game. Charlie Warner has put together an amazing year, his best career, best year of his career. Is this contract year for him, John? Um, I think he's got one more. Okay. I could be wrong there, but let me see here because I want to make sure. Yeah, 2020, 21, 22. This is last year. Yeah. This, so, so next year is his contract year. No, so yeah, he's he's going to be a free agent after this. After yeah. this season, that's what I meant. Yep, that's what I meant. Yeah, this is correct. his contract year. Sorry, he had he had you know one year he didn't play too much his rookie year. Twenty twenty one was awesome. Injured in the offseason twenty twenty two terrible, and then this year was awesome. And so it, we'll see because he he's been a stud. I doubt we get to keep him. Probably let him go, which sucks because he's finally lived into that tight end two role. He doesn't bring anything in the passing game, but you talk about he just he makes everybody else better.
I, I, I agree 1,000%. One, 1, uh, but this is great news for 49ers faithful out there. You got your guy, Debo Samuel. Uh, he hasn't been ruled or expected to play, but he's not ruled out as well. And once you see him practicing, it went from no practice, limited practice. I wouldn't be surprised if the practices stay limited. Yeah, you don't want him getting hit. You don't yeah. want any contact on that. I, but I guarantee you he'll be good to go. I can guarantee that. Uh, be good to go. Let's talk about some 49ers news that's going on real quick. You know, the 49ers will be playing at Levi Stadium for years to come. I'm not sure what the contract extension is on that. John, let's talk a little bit about it. Let's talk about the pros. Give me a pro and give me a con. I got my con. I'm sure you won't guess it. But give me a pro. Give me a con. Yeah, the pro, I mean, Levi's, it's a staple. You know, the colors match. It's just Levi's Stadium. That's what it's known as. So I love that. Gets to continue. Um Con, I don't know. Um, I, I can't really think of anything too negative. Just I more money for the 49ers, I guess. Happy for the 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 49ers family, I guess. Making some more money. That's great. Uh maybe they can shut down some more tailgates. I don't know. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Shots fired. I should have said that. I should have no, said that. Listen, here's my only issue with Levi Stadium. I think it's one of my favorite stadiums, not just because it's the 49ers home. I actually like the stadium. I, I like the seating. I like the views. Uh, I like the way it, it's designed. Uh, but they need to do one thing for Breezy, and that's find a way in Silicon Valley to update or upgrade their Wi-Fi. Like, oh, it's, it's terrible, it's man. The ter- it's the most terrible Wi-Fi uh, I've ever seen. I don't know if Jed York is watching the show, but if you could find a way to get that Verizon it's stuff terrible. in there, that would help so much because yeah. you know, yeah, you know, I, I can't I can't I can't do anything there. You know what I mean? I can't I can't even say hello or goodbye. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like update the Wi-Fi. Um it's something about this field that bothers me. It was rough, man. Yeah, everybody's slipping around. It's not gonna be the issue. It, Levi's it's funny because the first like four years, it was the worst turf or grass, you know, field turf. Whenever I'm not actual turf, but the field was terrible. Then it now it's like one of the best, right? And but they resodded you know, it and they redid it. The rain the, did not go well, and Drake didn't. Greenlaw had the best game ever, but he still had like four or five slips. And then you had Tayshawn Gibson slipping, giving up a touchdown, and whatever else. Now the Packers were falling over all over the place too. We just didn't take advantage of it. Yeah, right, their corner falls down. Ray Ray runs the wrong route. Wrong route. And wrong we route. just didn't take advantage of it. And so like it, it's frustrating because it's supposed to be your home field. Um, should be your home field. You should have the advantage. Didn't work out, but this week not going to be an issue with no rain. So that that's huge. Is that the that the contract length for real? Seventeen ten years, I think is what it was. God, Lee, what year are we in? Twenty twenty four, twenty forty five, two thousand and late. Look at that hitting the Fergie. <laughs> well, look, it's good news because now the faithful. I mean, they they got a home uh, that they've made home. Ever since leaving, you know, San Francisco. 2043. Um, that's how long it will be named Levi's. Um, good God. Oh, my. Yeah. I like I like the Levi name. Um, I mean, maybe they can do some some dope designs to the seats. Maybe add a little denim. Something. The only thing that they're going to do is upgrade the booths, um, the club oh. seats and all that stuff, because they have yeah. to do that to meet the World Cup um standards and international soccer stuff this ain't gonna go down to the lowly fans sadly it's gonna go to the corporate boxes that's just the way the nfl is uh, well, the sadly. Good, 
The good news is, John, we'll be hosting the Super Bowl there soon. Eddie G and the B-Dogs. My brothers, it's time. Leave nothing in the tank. Leave no doubt. Feed CMC. Cheap mother code. That's who CMC is. The cheap mother code. Gotta feed him. Right? Can't wait to hear the game plan. Let Brock cook. Whatever it takes, do it for the Bay. I want that trophy. I want the trophy too, John. I, I, I just do. It's it's time. It's I'm tired of Quest for Six, man. It's been too long. We've been stuck on that one. For sure. Chris Kemp, John, you take this one, dog. Chris, what's up, man? He says, hashtag CC, hashtag BB. Happy Friday, John and Wayne. Let's go. What do y'all think will be the, uh, who do you think will be the unsung hero Sunday? Ooh, he said, thanks for all you do. Hoping to see you guys in Vegas. Yeah, we'll be in Vegas throwing parties, so stay tuned for that. Uh, so, unsung hero. Okay, you go first. Ooh, let's see here. Uh, last week, Dre Greenlaw, Juwan Jennings, those were kind of the guys. Let's do this. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be weird right here. I'm going to go Jake Moody because he's finally going to kick some damn touchbacks and he's not going to miss a kick this week. Okay. That's my, I don't know how to predict that because he's the most unpredictable and inconsistent guy ever on kickoffs, but I think that's going to take place this week. So I am Jake Moody up, finally kicking some damn touchbacks. Please, God, that special teams is awful. Don't let anybody return a damn kick, please. Please, please, please. Especially to their guy. I like their return guy. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ambry Thomas. I'm going to go out and say he's going to get a pick in this I, game. I tried to take away a Michigan player, so you couldn't, and you <laughs> still did it. You still did it. Listen, listen. He had his worst game of his career, okay? Yeah, coming off of the wrist surgery, come, uh, hand surgery, coming back, just didn't look good. Uh, feet, feet were His feet were good. His footing was good. His coverage was good, but the execution was piss poor. Finished with two DPIs in that game. Gave up some underneath passes. Uh, had some missed tackles. I guarantee. I'm, I'm going to go out on the limb and say every Thomas is going to be the unsung hero. He's going to see. He's going to seal the deal. He'll seal the deal with a pick in this game. How about that? Ooh, man, I'd be very happy. And, and that's the thing. Like, if we get decent games from these Michigan guys, they're the biggest weaknesses on the team, in my opinion, or at least yeah, it's crazy, right? So, like, let's get them. And if I'm, I'm freaking, I'm supporting the Michigan stuff this week. Let, let's go. I hate Michigan, but I'm supporting it this week, man. I wonder if we'll see uh, Ronnie Bell. Will he be active this week? What are your thoughts, real quick? Probably. No. Um, yeah, I would. I would take Ronnie Bell over Chris Conley at this point, right? They play different positions. They don't play the same position. No, one's the stretched. One stretches the field. One's you're X. Right. One's Z. And one's so, Z. like, yeah, it's gonna be Conley, and you're gonna have Ray Ray. You might call up somebody like a Willie Sneed just in case Debo goes down. But, like, Jawan Jennings can play the Z. Ray Ray can play the Z. Conley can play the Z. Okay. Um, Ronnie Bell has never taken snaps at Z, ever. Uh, ever. Unless they've changed that recently. But No, 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 no. And if they did change it and we haven't seen it, I wouldn't want to see it. You know what I mean? Like, just, just leave it the way it is um, at this point. We got another Super Chat contribution from Marty Mar, 49er Empire, John and Wayne. Lions defense is not ready for our receiver. Blocking downfield. Bang, bang, bully time. He says that they're not ready for the blocking downfield. John. They are interesting because what the Lions want to do is they want to run three and four safety sets. Their corners are terrible. 
but they want these hybrid athletes out there. CJ Gardner Johnson. They want Brian branch. You know, they want, they want all these safeties. Well, the 49ers do a lot of 12 and 21 personnel, which forces them out of that. And so look, I want them with their two outside corners who are terrible. And I want them in their traditional 4-3 setting, which they'll still put Branch out there in a 4-3 setting. They won't use a third traditional linebacker very often. Um, so, yeah, you're, you, their safeties are tough, great against the run. It's a big reason why they've got the statistics against the run all years because their safeties like to hit. Their outside corners don't take advantage of that. And so, yeah, I, I love that astute observation right there. The corners, Cam Sutton's tough. I mean, he he's he, he's not soft. But he's not a good corner. He's long in the tooth. And then Vildor, 5'11", 189 out of Georgia Southern. That's the other outside corner. He's small, man. So, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Well, to, to, to his question, you know, I'm thinking about the physicality, the way in which our wide receivers play. And I don't think – like, I there's – the only DB that I, that I, I kind of like and maybe – have some respect for is is the rookie Brian Branch. I feel like he's like a wild card guy, sort of kind of like how how our Huff used to be. You know what I'm saying? Is he gonna blitz? Is he gonna be in the box? Like what? Like which is he gonna? I don't know if he's really great in coverage, but he has a couple of picks this year. That'll be a question mark. But I don't like their cornerbacks. So I feel like our wide receivers and the way our mentality is is to be more physical. I feel like we can take advantage of them being the weaker, you know, just the weaker team when it comes to physicality. I think I think for the 49ers, and, and I know we don't want to, I know we, we say that they have this great run defense, which they do, I'm not going to take away from it, but I'm not going to abandon the run in this game. I'm going to run at that strength. Can't run away from the line. So run no. at it. Make them tired. But the best way to do it is go this way. And so when you have Debo and you got Christian McCaffrey, and maybe you'll see a reverse uh, from from a Ray Ray or or whatever. You got to utilize these guys to their strengths. I think we stretch the field a little bit and wear out that defensive line and take advantage of their weak secondary. But in the run game is where you see the physicality from the wide receivers. That's why I wanted to bring that up. And so when you got Jawan Jennings and you got Brandon Ayuk, those are your most physical wide receivers. And then you add in the George Kittle. Man, this defense is. They're going to get out physical or whatever the word is. No, and it's kind of pick your poison because, you know, inside zone, uh, running between the tackles is what the Lions are very susceptible to. Very negative EPA to inside zone runs all year. And so they do fit outside well, but not like it's still like there's a huge advantage there. So the 49ers kind of have this way where they can do whatever the hell they want. You're talking about one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. You want to throw the ball like crazy Shanahan? Go ahead. You want to run the ball, which is what you should be doing. Guess what? You could have some success inside. You could have some success outside. outside. There's right. not an area of the field with the defense, with the Detroit Lions are out there that they have the advantage. There's not one. There's That's not. Great. That's a great point. It's a great point. Let's talk about these season-ending awards. The, the 49ers are nominated for some of these, uh, the AP awards. We'll focus on those. Uh, and let's talk about the uh, offensive player of the year, um, Christian McCaffrey being nominated for that. 
Does he win that? In your opinion, there's some good candidates up there. Tyreek yeah, Hill, it's, I believe, it's almost there. a lock. And I do have to say, um, I made a huge mistake on my show yesterday because I was under the impression Christian McCaffrey already won Offensive Player of the Year one time in Carolina. He did not. He won the Pro Football Writers Offensive Player of the Year, but not the AP. So I misspoke on yesterday's show, and I apologize. I own that. That was a mistake on my part. It's all good, man. I love the accountability from John Chapman right here. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey, you said it's almost a lock. He is going up against some good talent. I think Dak is in that. Uh, you got you got some, some CD Lamar Tyreek. Yeah. Then you got the MVP candidate. So you got the 49ers have two nominees for MVP this year: Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I kind of see them falling short at this point, just because of the way the season ended and the way the other teams continued to find ways to play. Yeah, and I think CMC is going to be the runner up there. I could definitely see him getting a couple of votes. Uh, it's going to Lamar, though. This is going to be a Lamar Jackson award. Um, yeah. At, at that one game, John, Christmas. Yeah. Christmas game. It was, the, it was the game that separated the MVP conversation, in my opinion. Uh, and then Coach of the Year uh, Kyle Shanahan, Stefanski, uh, Dan Campbell. Uh, who else is nominated? You got some good nominees there. Yeah, there's, I mean, you've got Stefanski, D'Amico Ryans, that would be my vote, and Harbaugh again, yeah. who Harbaugh's, Shanahan's been nominated, I think, four times, or been a finalist, never won it, which is ridiculous. Should have got it in 2019. Should have. He goes Let second to freaking, ah, he was, he was drafted second that year. Ah, yeah. no sense. I, I Well, uh, you got good nominees here. I don't want to spend too much time on it. We got like, we got like a minute. We got good nominees here, but why is it that Kyle Shanahan won't won't win this year? I mean, is it because the team is loaded? Because if that's the case, I mean, these are all his pieces, though, minus the a couple of additions he added in free agency. These are all mostly homegrown pieces, and you're taking a seventh-round draft pick, and you're putting him in the forefront of the league. So, like, why not? And they finished first in the NFC. It's 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 similar to the Brock Purdy hate because it's just an expectation. Everybody just assumes Shanahan is this genius, whatever. He should have won it last year, but now it's like a lot of the writers have this idea who did the best with the worst. So Shanahan, just by that logic alone, is eliminated because he has such a good roster, which he built. Never got credit for it, but. It, it's going to go to D'Amico or Stefanski probably for what happened with, you know, they had five quarterbacks and still were able to make the playoffs, but it, it should go to D'Amico Ryan's in my personal opinion. Shanahan should have, he should have won it twice. Should have won it last year. Should have won it in 2019, but what do you do? What do you do? I, look, I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think Shanahan cares. You know, I think as us, we want our guys to win as much as they can. Uh, and when we when we feel like they're not being like fairly judged for what they've done in the league, like it it, it poses a, a question to what they're looking for. I agree. What D'Amico did in Houston is almost unheard of. Yeah, uh, with a rookie quarterback and getting them into the playoffs, you know that as a first time head coach, that's almost unheard of. And if he doesn't win it, then that's kind of weird. But if he doesn't win it. I will. I really feel like it should go to Kyle Shanahan, but I know that it won't. Like you know, no, I mean? he he'll probably finish third. That's my assumption, third or fourth this mm -hmm. year. He's been runner up twice though. Right, right. I agree. All right, John, we got this championship 
round matchup. Is there any commercials you want to do? Because you got the, the the bets with the my bookie and all that good stuff. Or you want to talk about that? Because it's negative seven right now, you know. And so uh, the 49ers are favored by a full touchdown. Man, I'll I'll tell you this, like. The 49ers are the dominant team. We're going to break all that down, but there's some bets on there that are just crazy right now. They have a bet boost for this weekend that if George Kittle scores a touchdown at any point and if Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown at any point, the payout odds are huge. It's under their bet boost section. So if you do head over mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, bet anywhere, anytime. Like they have it all. So mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, helps the show out. We put our bets up on Patreon. And the 49ersrush.com every week. We're going to be putting those up probably Saturday morning this week. Uh, but excited about this weekend, man. If you think you know what's going to happen, why not make some money while you're out there? Yeah, man. Go ahead and check that out, man. Support my brother John and what he does over there on the Patreon. All right, John, let's go ahead and get into these key matchups. And then we'll end the show on the game plan and get your score prediction. All right, so we got some key matchups, man. I'm looking at the team, and I'm not holding the Lions. Like, they are, they have a really, to me, they have a really good offense. And I think that their offense is clicking at the right time. Uh, and they can put up points. They can put up yards. Yes. Uh, they execute very well. And so they're like a well-oiled machine. And then you look at the Niners' offense to compare. They have more talent. They have better talent. Uh, but sometimes they don't execute properly. So, like, what are we doing? Where's some of these key matchups? You know, their defense versus our offensive guys, uh, their offensive guys versus our defensive guys. Who you got for us? Who, who are some key guys you want us to look into? I would say, like, there's so there's different ways we can look at this. We could say, you know, what's the best advantage for the 49ers? What's the best blue chip talent? Whatever. My favorite matchup this game is Diamondor Lenore versus St. Brown. Yeah. Like, Slot. And we're going to see it all over the field because we'll see it whenever they're just, you know, outside corner. We're going to see it when they're wearing a nickel package and they're going to be in the slot against each other. They are mirror images of each other. And the fact that, look, neither one of them is overly like huge physically, but man, they are both amongst the top as far as physicality for their position. I mean, I mean, Demo's the hyena and Amon Ross, the damn sun god. Like, this is a dog fight, and I'm super excited. They played against each other at the Pac-12, USC and Oregon, so they've got some history together. That's going to be a fun watch because Demo doesn't have to go out there and like shut them down or anything like that. The only way that the Lions can win is if Amon Rob Brown goes off. Mm. And so like Demo just got to hold his own weight there. So that's my favorite matchup on that side of the ball. Um, and yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown should win that matchup. But Demo's playing out of his mind. You could argue he was the best defensive player not named Drake Greenlaw Greenwell. last week. He yeah. was all over the place. He had a three or four play stretch where he was out there killing folks. Killing. Oh, killing. I, Look, I freaking love him. Love the matchup. You, and, and you got two heavyweight dogs too, right? Like, and I know they're lightweights, right? They're 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 skinny and, and small. I'm talking heavyweight as far as what they bring and their impact to their team. I feel like Demo is super locked in. And he's going to have a tall task. I'm going to keep it a buck. Amon Ross St. Brown is yeah. their best offensive player. Let's just keep it what it is. It is what it is. That's who it is. He's been dealing with some nagging injuries all season, but he still found a way to be productive. He's an all-pro this year. Let that simmer saute. This dude in and in, in Jared Goff, that's his guy. But, but 
what the Meek, uh, not the Meek Ryan's, what Steve Wilkes has been doing all season long is he's been finding a way to force the the team going to their best guy. Okay, and so I like this. I like it. I I think, and it's not going to be a lot of man to man matchups, but in the slot, that's what you want. But if they do put them outside, I feel like there's only one thing I worry about. There's only one route that yeah, I worry about. Oh, my gosh. That's the sloppy. only route. Only route I worry about. This is why I want Jair Brown to play. This is why I, I, I want I want Tashawn Gibson back there deep. I, I need that safety over the top to be there in that type of a situation because I think that's what they're watching on film. And if I'm a offensive coordinator – I'm going to attack the def- the the weakness of the 49ers defense, which is defending those slot fades. We've seen uh, Mooney Ward get beat on those. We've seen Diamador Lenore get beat on those. God knows Ambry Thomas has gotten beat on those. So you get what I'm saying? Like that is the route. Other than that, at the front, do their job. This should be this shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't even be a, it shouldn't be an issue. I agree, and, I, and I'll say this. You know, one of the things that I going through the tape and the numbers, I was kind of shocked to find out. Jared Goff has only had three deep passes combined the last three games. And all three of those games mattered. They were playing for seeding, the wild card round, division round, three deep passes. I think he's only completed one. One of them. Mm-hmm. Now, throughout the season, they were going deep consistently, but that they've kind of checked out of that. Um, in they these kind of checked of, into their damn check down. And, and that. Well, efficiency. To- That's what they want to do. They want to be efficient. I mean, it's a 49ers playbook. It really is. Inside zone, outside zone. Get your playmakers in your position, stud tight end. And, you know, like you've got your Gibbs running back. That's like the future CMC, whatever. At least that's what they think he is. Bro, you're talking. You're talking. They're just taking the same damn playbook and they're trying to create that. So they're now here's what's different. The 49ers defense is designed to force teams to do exactly what the Lions want to do. And, and this is why I always get so amped up for the Seahawks matchup since they've you know shifted to Geno Smith, was like, look, man, you're wanting to check the ball down. That's great. You've got all the playmakers in the world. Good job, Seattle. We want you to check the ball down. That's what we want you to do as well. So what's the Napoleonic war code? Never do what the opposing team wants you to do. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> what's going to happen here? You know, like we've got to see it. And so I don't know. What's the, 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 the Greek, whatever, what happens with a unmovable object meets an object that refuses to, stop, like, stop to move. Yeah. Yeah. That, what's going to happen here? Well, look, <clears throat> love that matchup. I want to talk about, a matchup that I feel like can give the 49ers problems. So, uh, you know, not going into your game plan yet, but who are you putting on Sam LaPorta? Now, don't don't you can miss me with his injuries. I watched an injured tight end score a touchdown last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Didn't even know he was playing in that game. He was listed limited in practice, which lets me know he's playing in this game. He might win Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. He's probably been one of the most consistent offensive weapons uh, for the uh, you know the Detroit Lions, and he gives me Travis Kelsey vibes. So, John, hit me with it. Yeah, I think Gibson's probably your best. Uh, like I would like that. You know, just favor to a side. We're going to be in zone predominantly, but I want Fred Warner going to Laporta's side every single time. 
And I prefer Gibson favoring that side as well whenever we're in our split safeties or whatever else. Just the consistency. I think that Jair Brown would be the better matchup, but with that comes a higher degree of variance where he has he has misses. Uh, he, he has lapses in judgment. And if it's Logan Ryan, then God help us. But like I want consistency in stopping the explosive. Laporte is going to get his. He's the number two option in this offense. He's incredible. And so, like, that that's going to happen. I just don't want the giant explosives. That's what the 49ers have to take away. And Wilp said exactly what you did in his press conference. He's like, I understand the injury, but the film doesn't show that. In and out of his breaks, he's fine. He might limp a little bit, but it doesn't show up on tape. So, Laporta's huge. Laporta's huge. Interesting. Um, so, you got the safety. You know what makes them dangerous to me? Because they're so carbon copy isk of the San Francisco 49ers. I don't they're executing good now. Yeah. Um but what makes them dangerous is you know we want Fred to cover Sam Laporta. We want Dre Greenlaw because we feel like they're just two of the best coverage men in the NFL, right? They are. Guess what they have? Two running backs out there. And we have to remember like that is where Jared Goff will feast if we leave uh, Montgomery or, you know, uh, Gibbs uncovered. And And that's Greenlaw's job. Greenlaw's predominantly assigned to the running backs, and Fred is assigned to the the tight end slash getting depth. We've we've been doing a lot of Tampa 2 looks, which, you know, I went through the efficiency ranks on Jared Goff. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL against cover two. We do run cover two. We run a standard cover two, you know, four under, two deep, sometimes a five under, sorry, five under, two deep. But also we run a Tampa two where Frank gets vertical and it's like an inverted cover three. Right. We don't do that a lot, but we do it. It's in our arsenal. I'm curious if Wilk's going to say like, look, man, we're going to do a little bit more cover two this week. I would like that because it helped Ambry a lot as well. It does help Embry a lot because now he has the safety over the top to help him out a little bit more because you have Fred Warner back there covering deep. That's what the Tampa 2 is. So when you drop your linebacker further back, you're good to go. Only issue with that is, which, you know why you can do that in this game, John? You why? know why that's the key? Because you ain't got to worry about Jared Goff running up the middle. You know, when you had to deal with those mobile quarterbacks, okay, that would see Tampa 2. The the best quarterback that uh, that played against Tampa 2 when we went to a Tampa 2 look was, was Joe Burrow because I was not expecting him to run the way he did. But when Fred Warner was deep back there as a coverage uh, linebacker, as a coverage guy, man, it was like everybody was away. Joe Burrow had green pastures to run that ball up the middle and would get several yards. So I don't see Jarrett Goff doing something like that. This is – I didn't even think about this. This is the least mobile quarterback we have played all year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man. Hold on, John. I got praise break music. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> work. Get it, you know. They ain't got to worry about the <laughs> I'm telling you, John. <laughs> taking that out. I didn't, even, that, I didn't even think about that. Taking that ability away and giving that gives our defense another edge. They all season. There hasn't been one game. There hasn't been one game. Yo, even the quarterbacks that they just felt like were immobile were mobile. There's no way you expected Joe Burrow to run. There's no way. He just doesn't do it. He did it in that game. 
because of the coverage. Now, I would even aid in a bed uh, uh, Jared Goff to do that. I want Jared Goff to do that. I want Jared Goff to do that, and I want the 49ers to hit him right and properly and legally and everything and their power to hit him before he slides. I want that. I did not say I want them hit. I want him injured. No. I said I want him to make that dumb decision. You know, you talk about hitting Jared Goff. He's only been hit three times combined in the last three games. They have nobody's gotten to this dude. I mean, he's what? quick. He's getting the ball out quick three times. That's what that's what the, yeah that's what the Niners have been faced with all season long though. Yeah, that's true. Now, having said that, like and everybody's like, oh well, the 49ers are getting pressure. And they're not getting a lot of pressure, but we did have three quarterback hits, which is low for the 49ers last week. So like you're talking about like okay, the 49ers haven't gotten a lot of pressure, but we did have three quarterback hits last week. That's more than he's been hitting the last three games combined. You got to hit this dude. You gotta hit him. You you look at his numbers under pressure, they're terrible. You look at his numbers on the road, they're not terrible, but they're worse. You look at his numbers on grass, they're not good. They're not good. At, like it's just come on, man. We know who Jared Goff is. We know who this guy is. Yeah, and the Niners and and this new regime of the Niners, they own him. I mean, the, the, the numbers say it, the stats say it, different game. They beat him already. Like, I I like. They have a different. They have a, they have a different team, different look, different players. But so do the Niners. You could say that right. they've progressed. They've gotten better. So if you're going to say that the Lions got better, well, so did the San Francisco 49ers, and they already beat them. Oh, way better. You it's get what I'm saying? Close. Like, yeah. like don't don't make mention. Oh, the Lions look different. They do. But, but so do the Niners, who's had yeah. a better overall defense, major for the majority of the season. They don't play one game where a lot of their players come out. Defense gives a bunch of yards to the Rams. They end up falling out of the rankings of being one of the top, you know, the top three defenses. The Lions creep up. They had to, listen, you know. Listen to the last time we played the Lions. Listen to these players that were playing defensively for the 49ers. Marcel Harris, Kwan Williams, Demetrius Flanagan-Faust, Davius Street, Dante I mean, Johnson, Johnson, Jason Verrett, Jaquaski tart None of Aziz them here. Al Shire. None Gone. of them are here. I miss Gone. Aziz, though. I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of those are great guys. I'm not saying they're all bad, but I'm just saying we've kind of upgraded across the board. And don't forget. Drake Greenlaw didn't even play that game, by the way. No. And don't forget, we were beating them like 41 to like 17 or something. Until we took the players out. Remember? We took all of our starters out in that game, and they started a little comeback. Now, they had DeAndre they Swift. They got the onside kick. Yes, we sir. had the fumble. Yes, and, sir. Yeah, then, yeah. When any when things could go wrong. Now, we still beat them 41 to 33, I, f I believe, in that game or something yeah. like that. We still beat them. But th that was a weird game. Now, again, they have a different team. They got different running backs. They got different, uh, they got a new tight end. Their offensive line is good. I will I, I will give them that. So, they're not a good saying, team. yeah, hands down. That's why they're in the playoffs. That's why they're in the playoffs. All right, John, game plan. Um, I can't wait to hear this. Uh, so well, let's start. offense or defense first. Which let's go for. Do? Let's go with. You know what? Since we're going to win the coin toss and defer, let's Ooh, go defense. Like that. Yeah, that kind of it got me a little excited right there. Okay, uh, cheers yeah. to you. <laughs> All right, let's talk 49ers defense. Um, and this is probably the truest test of the game. Like we're leading with the blockbuster here because the Lions' offense is good. You know, we've kind of talked a little bit about Jared Goff and Amon Ron St. Brown. That offensive line is everything, but. The 49ers defensive line, I understand that it's not getting the pressure and the sacks that everybody likes, but they have been beyond effective against stopping the run inside. You look at the six biggest runs against the Packers, all outside the box. 
You had two missed tackles from Charvarius Ward. You had two missed tackles from Ambry Thomas. You had two missed tackles from Logan Ryan. You had one missed tackle from Tayshawn Gibson. That's huge. So you're getting the in-the-trenches battle that you want, and I'm excited. Nick Bosa versus Panay Sewell. That's must-see TV. Nick Bosa hasn't been amazing, but he's been getting you know a lot of double-triple teams. I don't think that the Lions are going to do that. They're going to leave Panay Sewell one-on-one. Nick Bosa is going to have to win some of those matchups. You're not going to win them all. Panay Sewell's might be the best right tackle. In fo- I think he is the best right tackle in football right now. Uh, probably will be for a decade. That's huge. And we, we talked about how the Lions are so similar to the 49ers. Inside zone, outside zone. That makes up over 55% of their called run plays. They do what we do. You got to take away inside zone. That's what I want to see. Defensive tackles. Javon Kinlaw is coming out the best game of his damn career. Eric Armstead was back. He played 40-plus snaps and looked good against the run. If we can shut down the inside zone, that's going to be gigantic. So I care more about that than I do anything else in the run game. Because, yeah, outside they're going to have some success, but that's not what the Lions want to do, especially when David Montgomery's in there. They kind of tell their plays. When David Montgomery's in, they want to run in between the tackles. When Jamar Gibson, they want to run outside the tackles uh, and screen game and all that stuff. They kind of show you what they're going to do. The 49ers, you watch, you know, this past week, you see 54 and 57 back there. They know the damn plays. They study tape. They know what's going on. There's a lot of tails with this offense, and they're good. I don't care. They don't throw the ball deep that much, and you got to hit. You got to hit. You've got to hit. Jared Goff. I, the 49ers don't blitz a lot, and we are consistently just four-man pressure. Not this week. If I'm coaching, I'm telling Wilkes, I want 15 blitzes. If we don't hit Goff, they're going to put up points. We got to hit that man. And so disguise your blitzes, please. Disguise them. And so that's my number one thing on this side of the ball. Blitz, blitz, blitz. They're going to get the, some explosives. They're going to put up points. You can turn the ball over. Right now in my bookie, they're a positive. Sorry, negative payout on Jared Goff throwing an interception because they think it's going to happen. Ah, man, hit that dude. Hit that dude. That's number one for me. I, and, and, and you know, when you look at this uh, San Francisco 49ers defense, you had, got, you had key guys coming back that hadn't played in a while. Let's just keep let's, let's, let's just keep it what it is. You had Eric Armstead returning and hadn't played in about six, seven, eight weeks. You had Embry Thomas coming in off of surgery. You had key guys, uh, and you had Logan Ryan starting. Uh, I just want to put that out there. So you had, you had guys not playing for a while, guys getting first start, you know, start, starts and things like that. But, you know, that was last week. We talked about a new week, talked about a different monster that they have to face. Um, and, and, and they had nine missed tackles last week. Uh, nine missed tackles on a certain setup type of plays. Uh, the Niners, in my opinion, you know, they definitely have to stop the run. I'm, I'm actually, you know, and I know this sounds weird, but I'd rather them eliminate the explosives on the ground opposed yeah. to in the air. I know that sounds weird because over in the air, they can pick up possibly more yards, but I feel like the Niners can regroup better uh, from an air attack than they can when they get gouged on the ground, right? They get gashed on the ground. And so, like, for me, it's like, dang, don't give up that explosive run. 
All right. Now, I think the Niners, knowing that they have their tail on tape when they'll get the inside uh, power runs from, uh, you know, David Montgomery and the outside runs from uh, Jameer Gibbs. I think they have they, they, they kind of understand that. I think for me, if if they eliminate the run, that's cool. But they also got to eliminate the extension of the run game, which to me would be like my number two, because I feel like since since Jared Goff is a the check down king and has been getting that ball out, his release time is ridiculously quick. I'm thinking this is going to be a super short. Uh, you know how kind of like the Los Angeles Rams played us like the, at the beginning of the season, and we were like Matthew Stafford can throw the ball quick. Like we never seen that before in our lives. Like right all of a sudden he became this quick, efficient guy. I feel like that's going to be their game plan, but with better running backs. Uh, at that time, they didn't. Their running backs, you know, the Rams running backs weren't in sync. Uh, they were trying to figure out who they were going to go with, and Kyra Williams had a, had a pretty decent game in the receiving game. So I feel like you got to eliminate these running backs in the receiving game. I, I'm totally cool with that. And, and, like, guess what? We have the best tackling linebacker in the football with Drake, Drake Greenlaw going against the running backs. Like, that's the thing. When you see Jamar Gibbs in there and he goes out on a route, Crack. you're going to see, yeah, it's going to be must-see TV. So you got to do it. Gibbs going to have some plays. He's too damn good. But you got to limit those, like what you said. And so, man, I, I, I love that. I love the way you set that up. That's hey awesome. man, look, let's 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 flip side real quick because that is the blueprint defensively. Uh let's flip mode. Let's talk about the 49ers offense against their defense and 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 are we attacking their weakness? Are we sticking with the balance? Oh, like what what are your thoughts, man? Cuz for me, like I want to put the ball in Brock's hands and I trust my Brock, but at the end of the day, I'll be pissed off if we don't run this ball down their throat. I don't care if they rank number 1. We got yeah. CMC. He's ranked number one. So let that sink in. Number one running back against the number three rushing defense. You know, it's weird. Last week was the perfect opportunity to run the ball so many times against a bad run defense. We didn't do it in the rain, wind, whatever. Brock had a rough start. Still didn't matter. Still don't run the ball. Whatever. And so, yeah, that's the staple of Shedahan. But this game of this defense, Lions defense, they gamble. They are not consistently sound. Aaron Glenn is basically mantra is, look, we're going to give up big plays. That's what he starts with. But we're going to gamble, and we're going to try our hardest to get some plays, some turnovers. We're going to catch them, slip it. We're going to get some sacks. We're going to do those things. Like, don't care. Give up big plays. Give up yards. Who cares? Give up plays in the, the red zone. Don't care. We're going to constantly sell out to try to take away tendencies whether that's selling out stuff to run on second and short, uh, deep end breakers, just have everybody in the middle of the field between the numbers. They don't care. Um, so you got to take advantage of that. Also, they run more man. They're a top five man defense. Thank and you, the God. fact that they do it all the time. That's Brandon Ayuk territory. Yes. So they don't have the personnel to play man. Their safeties do well. You know, Branch, decent in man right. coverage. I like Charlie John or Johnson. Very good in man coverage, but the Niners can dictate what personnel package they're going to be in. Bingo. The 49ers run 12 and 21 personnel. You do that, you can't have four safeties out there. You can't have three safeties out there. Which they yeah. do like to go to dime a lot in this game, and they don't have they don't have the talent, but they have the bodies. Right, that makes sense. The outside corners are their biggest weakness. That, gotcha. That's and, and they paid big for Emmanuel Mosley. He got injured again. Like they wanted that to work out, it just did not. And so, look, you've got to go out there and do what you want to do. The Lions, whenever they're in, you know, a traditional four defensive back set, third worst EPA in the NFL. They're terrible. Yeah, BA is going to cook Cam Sutton. There's no doubt about that. 
You got to take advantage. So here's my thing. When we're in 12 or 21 personnel, that means the first number is running backs. Uh, so like 21 is, you know, CMC and Kyle Juszczyk. The one number is a tight end, George Kittle. When we're in 12 or 21 personnel, look for Ayuk and Kittle. When we're in 11 personnel, look for Debo and CMC. Dictate your matchups early. And so if we're at a big set, we're going outside. If we're in a, you know, a bunch of flashy, you know, Jawan Jennings, Ray Ray, everybody's out there, we're, we're going big. Like, you're creating your own matchups, which Shanahan's done so many times. Their linebacker, Alex Anzalone, is good, but their second linebacker, who they don't want on the field, Barnes, you got to take advantage of that, dude. 55. Keep him on the field. Keep him on the field. Now, the, go. No, well, you, love- you, you, you just said that this is where Kyle Shanahan comes into play because he's going to be able to dictate that with his personnel. And so, depending on who you – like, I, look, I, I, I love when we bring two running backs out there, but the two running backs don't always have to be, in my opinion, uh, Kyle Juszczyk and, and CMC. It would be cool – to have a a CMC Elijah Mitchell two running back look, which we haven't seen in a while. Okay, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, and now and in that in that particular set, you can still have Debo Samuel. So now you have three options to run the ball with those three guys on the football field, and I don't think that the Lions will be able to counter that. I just don't. You mentioned Alex Anzalone, great tackling linebacker, can get he's from good. side to side. Uh, had you know started his career with the New Orleans Saints. Now he's with the Detroit Lions, but he's not. Campbell was there whenever he was with the Saints. He too. was there. I remember. And so, so um, and so like I, I like him, but man, get him going side to side. Like get him tired. I I, I expect this game to be uh, what's that that old. Man, the thousand cuts that that old oh, kind death of a thousand death cuts. of a thousand cuts that yeah. that's this that's this game, like that's kind of like what I'm f- figuring. I see that down there. We're gonna get to all that right after we finish the game plan. Saw but- my eyebrows. <laughs> Saw my eyebrows. Ooh. Shout out to Nigel Crane. We got some new members of the channel too. We'll get to that. I promise. We see your super chats. We got you. We're gonna take a little time and get to that. I just need to get John's game plan. This is super important because when you watch this game, I want y'all to come back to this episode. And be like, damn it, they were right. John was right. This is the game plan. You got to find a way to attack this defense by doing this. It's all about the personnel. And then for me, I don't care who the personnel is out there. I don't care who the player is. I don't care what the personnel is. It's all about execution. This game can't have bad execution. Not this game. Because now you're one game away from the final game. And so I'm expecting execution to be at an all-time high. And that's why I don't want to see certain players take take on the football field. And it's not a shot to them. And I understand that, you know, if there's an injury, players got to get subbed in and things like that. I get it. But for, for me, Kyle Shanahan needs to make sure he got the right people on the football field and so that they can execute properly opposed to guys running wrong routes and, and lining up wrong and, and things like that. There's no time. I don't want to see any mismanagement of the clock. I just want to see execution from the head coach to the, to the coordinators, to the position coaches, to the, to the captains, and to the players. I love that. And, like, if you do that – Everything's going to go your way. Look, the lines blitz like crazy, and you need to find number six out there on the field, Melifonwu, wherever the hell he is. He never blitzed the first half of the season, 
But starting week 14 till nine, he's got nine quality pressures. He's all over the place. And they blitz like crazy. They blitzed uh, 21 times against Tampa Bay, 15 times in the wild card round against the Rams, and 21 times in week 18 against the Vikings. They blitz. Guess who's the number one quarterback versus the blitz in the Brock NFL? Purdy. Brock Purdy. By a mile. By a I, mile. You, you, For me, when I watch football, John, there's a difference between blitzing and being overly aggressive blitzing. Correct. I, I this feel is like an overly aggressive. There you go. And it's Dan Campbell. That's his persona. We're going to be so tough and always go for it. Rah, rah, caveman, caveman. Like, come on, man. Yo, it, I'm, a, I'm about to make this correlation. Brock Purdy had one of his best games, in my opinion. In fact, go look at the stats. I'm not lying. Against the most overly aggressive defense they played all year, it was the first game, their first game at home against the New York Giants. football Giants. Oh, my God. Did you just complete my sentence? What are we doing here? Martinsville. Same Me thing. and you will never part. Color purple reference. No, they don't know about that. Okay, anyway, oh, but, 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 my, but my point is, John, my point is, this is Brock Purdy. This is Brock Purdy. I just can't wait till Monday. Because if the national, I can't wait till Monday. Just, I'm going to leave it at that. Game plan intact, John. You good? You you comfortable with this game plan? We'll move on I to feel these. Great. Okay. I feel great. Okay. All right. Uh, before we get to super chat contributions that we have a lot of them, I want to shout out uh, a couple of new members to the channel. We got some gifts, so I'll do the gifts first, and I'll go to the new members. Uh, Nigel Crane just gifted five memberships Incredible. to I3. Amin Morris. I don't know if that's Amen or Amin. Brandon Bendez Gomez, and I feel like I'm missing somebody, but thank you so much for the gifts um, as well. And then my man Boats. Boats is back. It's good to have Boats back. Boats is back in the building. Just gifted a membership to Jay Realist, man. Welcome to the Breezy Bunch crew. I truly appreciate oh. you guys. Uh, and then I want to shout out. Hold up, we got a we got a new member, Nova underscore girl. Well, been a member for four months, but you know what I'm saying. I I just wanted to show you some love and and, and accolades. We got a couple of questions we'll get to after we finish these super this chats. This is awesome. I ain't going nowhere, man. This I, is I, listen, this is where I want to be. I'm having a great time because I'm sitting here like you know you you're you're, you're boosting my level of con it was already at a hundred. I don't know if I can go it higher goes than to 100. eleven. It goes to eleven. Okay, I, okay. <laughs> like I, I, you know, I'm not going to be there this weekend, but I promise you will hear me from wherever I am. All right, I can promise you that you will hear me from wherever I am. James Welsh, uh, this is one of his matchups. He says, uh, you know, as far as position, uh, James Welsh with the super chat contribution. Here's the fall horn. Uh, Sewell and McKivitz will decide which quarterback is better. So he is focusing on the right tackle position. Yeah. Now, listen, that's the biggest disparity probably on the, on these two teams right there, that position. It's John, the just, John just talked about Sewell being probably the best right tackle in football. And then Colton McKivitz being 32nd. He had a rough game. He had a rough game. He had a rough Look, game. So he's one No, he's not 32nd because he's better than uh, McGlinchey. I'd take him over McGlinchey. Uh, 31st? <laughs> I'd probably say he's like 25th-ish. Hey, that's good for me. Look, look, I know our offensive line. It's Trent Williams, and then there's everybody else. And it's unfortunate, but that's that's the way it is. It's just the way it is. But you know who that works for, John? It works for Brock Purdy. Ooh, I like that. Ah, See, like that. people are forgetting that Brock Purdy has been playing with this not makeshift offensive line, but I would say subpar. 
I'll say that I just looked it up. Right now, Colton McKivitz is the number 47 ranked offensive tackle. There's 32, two spots, 64. So Damn. he's he's bad. He, he's 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 bad, but he's up there. <laughs> like there's 64 starters. So 64 he's not, starters. You know, he's 47th. So like, you know. Yeah. Eh. I feel like we're on a curb your enthusiasm episode. Eh. Eh. Uh, uh, Jesse, I'll, Jesse. I'll, uh, uh, maybe you know <laughs> yo we should you know what next season we should do oh, no. we should we should we should do our, our 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 traveling and our shows like a curb your enthusiasm type of setup i ain't mad I ain't i'm mad. larry david though you got to be uh, jb yeah yeah. Be yeah i don't mind <laughs> i don't mind. hey you get to have all the fun i'm the born <laughs> God, you know what I mean? Now, nah, that's one of my favorite shows, hands down. Thank you for the Super Chat contribution. Uh, Trey Hall, he says, do you do y'all buy into the script, T-Swift and Eminem? No, not too much. I mean, it makes sense. I think the, I think the true script is everybody wants Ravens versus Lions. They're really? tired. I think everybody's tired of the Chiefs, man. They've been there nonstop. The 49ers have oh. been there nonstop. Like, those two teams have been the you. best of their two divisions for the past five years. I get where you're going with this. I, I, I get where you're going with this. For yeah. money-wise, uh, Detroit, I don't know. Detroit's not going to pull the TVs like the 49ers will. I just feel like the, nine, like the, the, the NFL has to stop. And... Like you already, the Niners already fell short a few times, right? I don't know what the hell happened in that Super Bowl against the Ravens with the lights going out, but that was bull crap. Uh, kind of helped the 49ers, so to be it, it did help them because we couldn't figure out how to get in sync about anything, but it was still bullshit. Yep, oh, there it the is. Bullshit. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. But and, and then you get to the and you get to the Super Bowl with the Chiefs, and again. I mean, we're still scratching a our bullshit. head. Mm -hmm. A bullshit. Yeah. A bullshit. That's what we were doing. Like, we literally, <laughs> we were scratching our heads trying to figure out, like, how are we up by 11 with seven minutes to go and we just, we can't, we can't hold on? Uh, and so, they have to give the, like, I understood last year. I'm not saying it was a conspiracy, but I understood Brock Purdy, seventh-round pick. The NFL was like, nah. UCL. Do something. Yeah. But I will say this. You know, Brock did take two hits in this game where his arm got hit when he was throwing. He did. That were both just like, ooh, ooh. I just don't like thing. the script. Yeah. Yeah. I do like all the script memes. Those are funny. Um, yes. I always yes. enjoy those. Oh, what's up, Will? My man. Yeah. Shout out to my man, Billy. Excited to see you this weekend at the game. Uh, appreciate the super chat, my friend. Great dude right there, man. Shout out to, to Billy, man. Appreciate you. Jax Knox is in the building. She says, we're winning. We win in this game, period. Also, George Kiddo is over off. I think he's, the team. He's going off. He's, he's going, going off. off. Yeah, got you. I think the team as a whole will play a great game, and we head it. To the bowl, John. We headed to the bowl. Thank you. Hey, Jackson. we go. We're going to be there throwing parties and events, making sure you guys have a good time. I'm excited about this. We've already got the verbal agreement and all that stuff with Navarro good. Bowman's going to be out there with us. Ooh. Going to be having a good time. We're trying to get one more to come out with him. And we're also going to be doing a watch party. On, it's going to be awesome. So if you can't go to the game, but you can go to Vegas, we're going to be together. All you can eat, all you can drink. We've got a couple venues that we're looking at, but we can't 
lock it up until after this game. So, John, Stay I want you to read this super chat. All right. This one right here by Jax and read it because I apparently read it wrong. Okay, we're winning this game, period. Also, George Kittle is going off. That's not what that says. I want you to read what it says. Don't don't frick. George K is over off. Okay, keep going. I think the team as a whole will play a great game, and we headed to the bowl. Okay, so you had to correct this super chat, right? Well, I am uh, dyslexic, so it read right in my head. No, that's, that's what I'm saying, but I read what it said. So I want to make sure <laughs> that everybody that's watching this episode later Reads oh, man, what I it get says. those all the time. Like somebody will email me, like, dude, that's not what I was asking. I was like, okay. dude, I'm sorry. I it's, it, it's a mess in my I'm head. I'm just I'm just saying, I'm gonna read what you write. That's it. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read what you write. So, like, I mean, John had time to process it as I was reading it because he knew I read it the way it was written. So I just want to put that out there. John's good at processing, quick processor. Daryl Granville, my man from CT with the hashtags Kenlaw and Brown. Need to start this week. Interesting. I, I agree with Brown. I don't know if I agree with starting Kinlaw. Uh, I would not take out Hargrave or um, Armstead, but Kinlaw, best game he's had in his entire career. And if he could just replicate that, good gosh, he's going to get paid, man. <laughs> not by the Niners. Yeah, not by the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish we could, but yeah, we I know, be. I know. He's having a decent year. He, he's he's making money. He's getting a, a decent second contract. Like it's not going to be huge, but like he's going to get a multi-year deal with another team, and I deservedly so. I agree, Uncle Salty John. Go ahead and read this, man, because you know you you know Uncle Salty. You know how he get down. He does. He's awesome. Appreciate you, man. He says, bring it, Niners, Super Bowl bound, the quest for six. Let's keep going. We got two games left. This ain't the last game for the Niners. We got it's two not. games left. I agree. Two to go. Two to go, Uncle Salty. James Montgomery, John, keep on reading you because I don't want to mess up <laughs> anybody's opportunity of getting this super chat read. No rain, no rust, no excuses. It's going to be a beat down. Get Thank out you. of our effing way, little kitties, 38 to 10 uh, Niners. I freaking love it, James. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And I, I put my money where my mouth is, and I put it out there because people were saying, like, dude, you think the Niners are going to win every game, blah, 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 blah. No, man. I put I put my money down on this one big time and uh, the, 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 the 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 only word the the one phrase is no rain no rain I'm gonna let that simmer saute yeah I, I, there's no there's no rain it's huge I'm excited to tailgate I'm still waterlogged but uh, yeah I'm excited man <laughs> just, there's no rain I'm just gonna let that simmer. Y'all can take it how you want. Go, buddy, 310. Keep on, John. You the official script reader Let's now. Do it. He says, what's up, fellas? Kittle is going to eat against these linebackers, but Colton needs to help with Hutch. Uh, do you expect two tight end sets finally? I expect two tight end sets or two back sets consistently. And when we are in 11 personnel, which means Jawan Jennings is in, I want Jawan Jennings with a tight formation against that right tackle to help chip. That's what I want. Shanahan doesn't do it all the time. I don't think he's going to do it this time. He doesn't change who he is because of Aiden Hutchinson, but I would like to see that on obvious passing downs, a little less empty sets. Personally, I do not want empty sets. I hate empty sets more than I hate anything in the world. That would not make much sense this week unless you're still in 12. You can do empty sets with a 12 and 21 personnel, personnel. but not 11 personnel, right? So, like, that's the difference. So you can go empty. And do your Christian McCaffrey, you know, scat motion out. That's great. 
If you've got a tight end over there, do not leave Colton McKivitz one-on-one without a back or a tight end to his side on obvious passing downs to do an empty set. Please. I'm going to lose my mind. I, 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 I agree. I think the notion though of Kyle Shanahan in the other person, in 11 personnel, when he does that, is for Brock to get the ball out to his playmaker quick. So if Aiden is on that right side, Brock is throwing to the left side. Yes. Now, if the blocking is good, it's a big, it's an explosive play. I think with Debo being back, that allows them to be in 11 and to not have to be in one specific type of personnel all game. And I think what happened was Debo got injured. Ugh. It just wasn't the same. So he should have switched it up a little bit. So I'm, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But I, I won't be surprised if he still does it because of the players he has in the personnel to execute that play properly. And, I mean, we've watched the only team that defended that very well this season were the were the the Baltimore Ravens, right? It's like they knew what we were doing, and they had their DBs lined up to get into the lanes of the quick screen. I don't remember what personnel we were in during those in, uh, tip passes, but I, if we were in three wide receiver sets, I wouldn't be surprised to know if they knew that because they had those extra DBs up at the line of scrimmage to get into Brock Purdy's lane because the game plan was to get the ball out quick. But I feel like every other team isn't built that way. Like, they don't right. have the length. They don't have the skill set of those, t- those specific types of players. So, I think we'll be good. But, John, I, I agree. Empty sets give us stomach ulcers. I'm with you. Marty Mar, 49er Empire. John and Wayne, do y'all think – I can read his. I can understand. Do y'all think Kyle and Wilkes be aggressive Extremely. in their play calling? Extremely. It's, it's probably it's, it's, one. I would prefer one of the most aggressive play calling games from both, uh, mostly Wilkes, who has not been very aggressive. Yeah, you, you call the blitz. Yeah. yeah, I want the blitzes. You call the blitzes. All out blitzes, safety blitzes, linebacker blitzes. There's going to be some blitzes. And you know what I need? Stunts. Yeah. If you're not going to blitz, stunt. Find on them third and third and eights, third and nines, anything but third and eight and above, figure it out. I play everybody else back at the pass. I'm bl- I'm stunting up there on the front. I'm confusing that offensive line, and I'm finding a way to get that pressure with the quarterback hits. Mainly you want quarterback hits. Actually, in this game, you'll take the hurries, the hits, whatever, because if he's hurrying, he's going to get hit. So That's what I want. I want the hits to count. Yeah. Like, I right. don't want him to just be back there and feel comfortable. Like right. that. I, we've seen Goff. Whenever he's flustered, pick six city, baby. Right. And I'm with you, bro. Uh, Chrissy, 1687, we have a good question, John. What's a stunt? So a stunt is where the defensive line, instead of all of them just shooting straight up field, where they line up, uh, the most common is a TE stunt. That's where Javon Hargrave will shoot straight up field. Bosa will take two steps up and then loop under, and he will go interior while Hargrave splits outside. So it's just basically a crisscross um, between linemen. Yeah, that's an X stunt. Um, It's called a TE. Tackle goes first, in comes second. There's an ET. In goes first, tackle comes second. And then there's double and triple stunts and all kinds of river, lakes, and whatever you want to call it. It gets complex after that. We're going to call it the Wakanda 
forever. There that's, we go. That's what we call it right there. there. We, I so like that's that. that's that's the stunt, you know. And and Chrissy, uh, if you remember when Vic Fangio was here, we did a lot in that three four defense. Like we did right. a lot. Right? You know, right? Usually with three fours, you can do a lot more of that with a four three or a four two five, which the Niners do. Uh, currently, it's a little bit more limited because it's not as questionable as far as like who's coming. You know, the four guys are coming almost every time. 1,000%, 1,000%. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep these going. Uh, I don't want to make sure we missed out on anything, Cedric, uh, since 1983. Let me give this one a, a crack, too. All right, all right, 49ers are the top dogs, underdogs. It's re- I just watched that movie, too, the underdogs. Snoop Dogg. I've never seen a movie with so much cursing, but it was a good movie. So good. get a chance it. to watch it. Just don't watch it with the kids. All right, it's redemption time. 49ers versus the world. Uh, keep our eyes on the prize. Do it for the Bay. Good show, Breezy and John. Cedric since Thank 1983. You. Thank you so much, man. John, you got this one. We'll just alternate. And- Rob, my man. Uh, what's up, brothers? One flight away from the motherland. Uh, John, hit me up. Yes, sir. Uh, it, it, as soon as this show's done, I get posted everywhere. I'll reach out, bro. That's what's Shout up, out man. to the family, Rob. Best family out there, man. That's what that's what's up, Rob. Thank you so much, Rob. James, uh, I'm a fan, but I'm gonna keep it a buck. We as a fan base need to stop whining about the media. Ooh, I like James. Purdy is not their only absurd take. It's a script. Ooh, I yeah, like I didn't want to talk much about the script stuff. And um John, you said you like James. I like James too. I mean, he's 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 actually speaking truth. Uh, this is what they're What's the saying? Like, you can't get mad at a clown for being a clown. clown? The question yeah. should be, why are you keep going back to the circus? Like, right. why are y'all watching that stuff, man? ESPN, are you kidding me? Sports Illustrated fired everybody? Yeah. Like, those guys are there for a reason. You watch Skip Bayless, you're yeah. going to get circus takes. But see, I'm also the optimistic person that says, like, you know, you know, we, we can't make people, like, see it the way we see it. Right. So you got to understand it's like some people are going to be affected by some of the things they say. And I'm kind of glad we have those type of people in the world that get upset. And we're hoping that it adds fuel to the fire. We can't say we want this to add fuel to the fire and then say we need to like whine and stop whining about it. I'm sure the players are whining about it. We just don't hear from them. And they're just going out, chipping away at practice, trying to say, hey, we about to tear these dudes a new <laughs> butthole. You know what I'm saying? So look. Uh, I, I agree up. with I James. Ready. I, was, I, I, I know you were. I, I, I'm with James here. Uh, but listen, it, to each their own, some fans are going to be like, man, like every time I turn it off, you know what I like, like James said and John said, just, just turn it off. Just turn it off. Then you don't have to listen to it. But the, the, but the Ryan Clark take bothered me the most from the way he started his take. And it was just like, okay, so you fake. And phony. So that's that's what it was to me. If it, it sounded like for that particular moment, he went off the script. That's why that one might have bothered me more than any. I didn't pay attention to anything else. But that one bothered me the most because now he's trying to say he was scripted all year to say these things about Brock Purdy. I'm like, okay. And so that alludes to James's, uh, you know, thing. I want to read all these super chats. We got a super sticker from Michael Caldwell. Thank you so much for the super sticker. He had the thumbs up, like the 49ers foam thumb. Snoopy says, I'm confident oh, and excited. No. Let's effing go. And then we got a super chat from David from your channel. Uh, and, and we appreciate oh, that. 
Uh, shout out to the members out there again. I three member for three months. Uh, we got one from Peachy. She says thank you to everyone. Thirteen months uh, who has become a member of the Breezy's Bunch. It means a lot for the channel. All right, we do appreciate that. And I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything because there was a couple of questions before we get up out of here, uh, and we still have one more coming in. Oh, Russell, my Ooh. man. That's right. They just announced the halftime yeah. show going to be Journey. Journey. Ooh. I just, I mean, Ooh. don't stop. Uh, I like Faithfully. Uh, lights. Yo. Look, there's going to be some good songs, you know, but there's no Steve Perry. So, like, who sings for Journey now? They, they, there's, like, a whole bit out there on it. It's it's really good. It sounds just like of the new singer. Okay. That's uh, all I need to hear. I'll take That's it. All. I'll take it. That's all I need to hear. That's all I needed to hear. James with another Super Chat contribution. Uh, James, I know if, if, it probably feels like we never agree, right? But that's wrong. I always agree with you. I just give people the other side. Sorry. <laughs> so stupid, right, James? Old media is a dying establishment. Agreed. Agreed. Crazy, right? Agreed. Crazy. They're getting more absurd to save their lives, which means they're putting out lavish takes. Yep. To keep people watching. That's what that means, right, James? Are we agreeing on this one, bro? You don't got to give a super chat. Just, right? And, and, and also are starting independent channels on YouTube. And this is what's pissing me off. Because here we are. We don't have the ability to be on national media because we don't have the credentials. Or no one wants to give John and I an opportunity or all the other content creators that choose to want to do this, you know, for a living. And, you know, we don't have the journalism schooling and all that type of stuff, but we're better than just about everybody else out there. So we don't get that opportunity. And so then they come and cross over to our platform. And this is what's been pissing me off. Uh Stay in y'all lane while we stay in our lane. We're not going up and putting takes out on ESPN and NFL Network and things like that. But now they get to come back and put their lavish takes and start all these crazy podcasts and content creating shows and all this type of stuff. And I'm like, damn, what do John and I have to do? Hey, man, I'll say this. I love what we do, and I'm very happy with what we do to each their own. I don't really care that much about other people. Like, I hope they have success, but like, man. If I if you tell me I get to keep talking to Wade every Tuesday and Friday for the next like three, four years, I'd be the happiest man alive. I agree, bro. I, I agree. I just, you know, it's just it's just not saying that we're not up for the challenge for the tough work, but now we're competing against the guys that got the the, the backing. Bring it on. Bring it on, baby. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. All right, here we go, John. A couple of questions, and I promise I'm gonna let you go because it's Friday. You ain't got no job, and you ain't got to do. All right, here we go. Ronnie Montoya, Breezy and John, what's the status on Kalia Davis playing? I don't see him. His 21-day window got activated. This is an opportunity for him to get some practice reps under his belt uh, before next season. I do not think that Kalia Davis will be activated. This is just developmental for him. Um, If you remember, he had probably two of the worst games I've ever seen of a defensive tackle ever uh, before his injury. So just getting him some positive reps, uh, this is not – he's not going to make the roster. But now he's got 21 days to practice with the team, extra body out there. That's good. It, the development for the future be huge because he did flash early. It just got really bad quick. Yo, Is and I bad? tell you, no, when jo- yo, you take the most like the strays that you put out there, like like you, I mean, those them bullets, like you know what I'm saying. 
I love Kalia Davis, and he's no, got no, good I, tape. But I, I know, he had but two I, of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. But the fact that it was so calm, cool, and collected the way you said that, and it's not a shot to him. He needs to play football, right? He needs to get the reps and all that type of stuff. It's not nothing on him, you know. But when he's thrown into the fire, he doesn't compare to the other guys. Like, where is Kevin Givens? Kevin Givens, he he had a couple good games, but yeah, he's he's not getting he's not getting the snap share. He had fourteen snaps. He, he lost snaps, and when Armstead came back. He kept he Kenlaw kept his snaps and Armstead said, Give me your snaps, Kevin Givens. Um I'm just yeah, saying you know. that like that's a name, you know, like that we've seen all season and now you're seeing it diminish. So that's telling you how great the talent is uh 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 you know from the 49ers defensive front and who Chris Kosarek wants to go with, as well as you know, who maybe Steve Wilkes is saying, This is who I need out there. Like, you know what I mean? And so, like, that's something to pay attention to. We got one more question, and I promise we'll let everybody go, man. Uh, no harm, no foul. Today, 4 p.m., uh, Mike and I are going to be doing our face-off Friday. This is from Sonia, John. You ready? Can you guys talk about Lions getting Zach Ertz? And do you think he will be he will impact the game this weekend? Sonia, I'm sorry for messing that up. I'm so used to trying to correct people's statements, but uh, that was a stray. I see that's a stray. All right, go ahead, John. Yeah, I like that. Um, this is, you know, one, it protects them. They're tight in two. Uh, they've struggled. Brock Wright uh, hasn't really been that great. They got Anthony Ferkshire uh, back there, too. This just gives them depth, and if there is an issue with Laporta, he could step into that passing role. Um, so th- this was just, you know, an extra insurance policy. You know, Ertz is ring chasing, which there's no shame in that. Um, I don't think he's going to really play too, too much this week. I, I see probably 10 to 15 snaps. You put in a couple plays for him. Uh, th- that's about all that I project, but he's more of an insurance policy than anything. Nothing the Niners have to game plan for. I love it, man. And Mikey Kim, uh, 12 months, they get to interview Talk to Mike, who said that they will be at the game, John, so you'll get to get up with them. That's what's up. He's a green lot one post 20. That's what's up, man. That's appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. Post 20, man. That's that's what it is. All right, John score prediction. And I'm leaving you alone. I promise we won't talk until uh, tonight. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, I think that their offense will score some points, but I don't think it's going to be enough. And so I kind of I was on KMPR and I'm changing my prediction. I said on there. So some people are going to be mad at me on that, but that's okay. I'm going to go 28. No, I can't say that because I said Jake Moody is going to have a kick. So I'm going to go 27 to 17, 27, 17. Okay. I like it. Uh, Look, I know the score is, is seven points. That's the spread. I understand that. Niners didn't cover it last week, and I think they're going to overcover it this week. And I just think that's the way it's set up. I'm going 38 to 21. 38 to 21. I like it. That's I a lot it. of points. But I don't care. It's a lot of points. <laughs> that, it's like a, because it's a statement game. You know what I mean? And 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 I know everybody doesn't, you know. The, the national media is doing what they're doing, but this is that game where you could just, it's not the Super Bowl, but it's to let everybody know that the 49ers ain't nothing to with, okay? And that's where I stand with it. So I got 38. I don't know how we're going to get 38 points. It's a weird score, but somehow. It works. It works, you know? You get get those touchdowns in one field goal. Super simple, okay? John, you're the greatest. Can you take us home, please? 
man, this has been an absolute blast. I think this is the longest show I've done all year. Uh, and I love it. This is awesome. I still got, I still got the smile. The voice hasn't left me. I'm still ready to talk more trash and the community shout out to everybody in the chat today. Cause you guys were just lights out, man. Way lights out, best. Man. And Thank so man, that. enjoy this. This is going to be awesome. And how so, some teams, this is rare to be here. This is just every other, this is what we do four out of five in a row, the NFC championship, but that's not what we're playing for. Niners going to take care of business this week. Thank you, Wayne, for letting me be on your show. And until next time, stay strong, faithful.